Well, the Genesis Invitational gets underway at California's Riviera Golf Course on Thursday in an event that will mark Tiger Woods' first PGA event of the year. Will he be wearing Sunday red? Bob Harrig is the golf writer for Sports Illustrated, of course, and he wrote the book Tiger and Phil. Bob, great to chat again. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, I want to come back to Tiger in a moment. Uh, let's just put the full stop on uh, Live Vegas, the first appearance of John Rahm. How did you take that in? Yeah, well, actually, there have been two. Um, they played in Mexico, and then they played in Vegas. And, and Rahm, you know, the interesting thing is Rahm was in contention in both tournaments with a few holes to go and kind of let it get away from him. You know, uh, it's, it's, he's, he's not exactly, you know, I don't think anybody thought he would, but it wasn't like he was going to just, you know, waltz out there and win all the time. Uh, you know, the first week he, he was tied for the lead with two holes to go and bogey the last two. And this past week, he was tied for the lead with six holes to go. And uh, uh, Dustin Johnson actually kind of pulled away by, by 30 and three of the last six. But, um, you know, it's, um, I, I, I think that they are showing now they, they've got a little bit more strength. They've got mm. a little bit more depth. You add John Rahm, you add Terrell Hatton, you add Adrian Moronk, you even add a guy like uh, – Lucas Herbert from Australia, like he's a you know a quality player. I mean, what they're doing is they're pushing, I think, some of their older, you know, players who are who are who are not as competitive anymore. They're pushing them a little bit farther down, uh, and giving themselves a little bit more depth. And and like if you're the PGA Tour, you know, going forward, that that is going to become the concern if if this thing doesn't get worked out, because you know. The, the the one of the big knocks on them is oh well you know look only only ten or twelve of the guys are really any good well what if they get to the point where they have thirty guys that are really good it's, actually I think they do have a lot of players that are really really good but but anytime you're bringing more names and more depth on I think I think they they make the product a little bit more viable. How quickly the calendar goes, Bob. Yeah, he was third uh, down in Mexico. I completely overlooked that. And then uh, and then in Vegas. And then, actually, just before we leave, Liv, and, and go to Phoenix, uh, he John Rahm said he obviously has no regrets and we wouldn't have expected him to. And he, he did admit that he hopes uh, a way back can be found that would allow him and others to make a return to the PGA Tour. So I suppose the daily question, the weekly question, the monthly question at the moment, what does that all look like, Bob? It's a mystery. I mean, how do you make that work? I mean, how do you, how do you, the, the, the whole issue in the beginning was, and the people who are critical of the PGA Tour for, you know, not allowing them to come back are, are missing out on a very important factor here, which is if you let everybody go, well, then what about your own product? You know, they, they, th- that's the reason they had rules in place. I mean, before there was ever any kind of a competitive league or tour to take players away the tours always had rules about conflicting events or media rights uh you remember several years ago when tiger and phil played played their match in las vegas and it was on a friday it wasn't even really conflicting with a with a domestic pga tour event but the tour still got paid a fee by the group organizing it uh because if they don't, then then why wouldn't Tiger and Phil go do that eight or ten times a year? Mm. If, and if they do, you're hurting the product. The tour has, you know, they everybody signs off that you you agree to to get a waiver if you're if you're uh, to, to be allowed to do that. Otherwise, how would they ever tell a t- sell a TV rights deal? 
how could they sell sponsorships if the if the sponsors think, well, these guys could go off and go play on their own all the time. That's why the whole live thing, you know, with them not being allowed back is in place. Because if you just allow them back, you let them play their 14 live events and they can cherry pick whatever they want, well, that's not going to work. So you need a system where they can play live events, but they would play enough PGA Tour events to satisfy some minimum for the tour. Well, doesn't that mean you have to compromise on the number of live events? Because how do you, these guys aren't going to play 25, 28 times. They're, they're, they're kind of, their wheelhouse is 20 to 22. So I don't know where that is going to go. And, you know, fans seem to be clamming for getting the game back together. We want to see John Rahm playing against Jordan Spieth and, uh, and uh, Scotty Scheffler. And, and other than the majors, we're not going to see it unless there's some sort of an agreement. We're speaking of Sports Illustrated golf writer Bob Harrick. Bob, while John Rahman cover in Vegas, of course, for, for Liv's uh, second event, the PGA Tour moved on to TPC Scottsdale, of course, for the Phoenix Open. Now, I don't need to tell you this, but I guess the Phoenix Open's been at the forefront, you know, as the sport, I guess, generally tries to become a more exciting, you know, spectator sport for a younger generation. But, geez, did they go too far over there in Phoenix? It was... The infamous party holes the 16th, but uh, it was hard to decipher the 16th at times from the other 17 on course. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think we might have crossed, crossed the point where now something has to happen. And look, it's a, it's a slippery one. I mean, you don't want to take away from these guys, uh, you know, the, the fun factor that that tournament has become. It's popular for those reasons. Uh, it, a lot of people can get on that site. Um, the 16th hole is iconic just because of all the cheering and all the noise. 20,000 people surround it. There's some golf tournaments that don't get, they can't get 20,000 on the course for, for a single day. Mm. You know, so that, it's just an amazing kind of thing that goes on there. But, you know, the, just the amounts of public drunkenness, you know, spectators urinating, uh, running out onto the course, into, the, into a sand trap, uh, you know, players getting upset. I mean, to me, when, when, when you've got players that, that, are, that are complaining and it impacts the, the game itself, then, then that's a problem. And, and that's where something has to be done. Now, what do you do, though? I mean, do you limit ticket sales? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Maybe you cut back some. I mean, <laughs> how many of, it, 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 isn't 190,000 people too many anyway? I mean, can't they get by with 150? <laughs> Think about that. 150,000 people in one day at a golf tournament. It's unreal. Yeah. And, and, and you know, maybe they, need to, maybe they need to push back the time that they allow beer sales to begin. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to sound like, you know, the, the, a curmudgeon or anything. But, but I mean, if, 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 if you're letting people drink at 9 in the morning and they plan to be there all day, that, that's going to lead to problems probably. And so – uh, it's again, it's tough because it's unfair to the people that, that don't do anything wrong. But yet, if you got again, if it infringes on the competition, which is, it appears to have done now, um, that's when you, 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 there probably needs to be a reset. Yeah, and given the players are the main stakeholder here as well, Bob. Obviously, they are the most important. If you, there'd have to be a limit on how many players are going to have those ugly interactions with fans before you decide to do something. I know Zach Johnson, uh, there was an angry confrontation there. Billy Horschel as well, uh, people yelling out during uh, other players' shots and tee shots and such. So there's clearly a limit to that side of it. No question. I mean, 
You know, when 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 Zach Johnson of all people goes up to the gallery rope to say something to somebody, how bad must it be? You know, I mean, he's a pretty mild mannered guy. I mean, first of all, I, I can't imagine anybody getting on Zach Johnson. It was probably a Ryder Cup thing. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, obviously, it's like, I mean, really, you're going to go to that, those lengths to be that to 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 to, to, to say something or, or or repeat something so often that that he got upset. Um, you know, that's not what it's all about. I mean, it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not a football game where, where, where there's all kinds of yelling and obviously the players are used to kind of some verbal abuse. Golf isn't, isn't that way. And uh, so it's a, it's a fine line they have to walk here. They don't want to take away the fun, but I think they need to, need to sort of be careful about, uh, about, about making sure they try to manage this. Hey, Bob, let's talk the Genesis Invitational before we leave you. It obviously gets underway over there in California on Thursday. Now, Tiger Woods, he had ankle surgery in, I think, April of last year. Withdrew from the Masters, of course. Didn't compete again until uh, December at the Hero World Challenge. I mean, what can we expect him from over over there? And from what I'm reading this morning, he'll be uh, obviously dressed differently. (laughs) Yep, new brand, uh, Sunday Red. Um, that Tigers, you know, heavily involved in. There's a lot of interest in that, um, which I find to be remarkable, actually. You know, I mean, I'm not sure that any other golfer gets, creates that kind of interest around changing their apparel or getting a new endorsement deal. <laughs> and actually, this is more than an endorsement deal. It sounds like Tigers, like, you know, right in there involved with the tailor-made people in, uh, in this new brand. And uh, so... So yeah, he's going to be, uh, you know, he was sporting it today in the practice round. He's got, he's got a cap, he's got a shirt, pullover. He's even wearing new shoes. That's part of the apparel brand too, the shoes, which is uh, I find interesting because Tiger had a hard time getting set up with the proper shoes with Nike. Since he came back from the car crash, he could mm. never find something that really worked. So uh, now today I noticed, you know, the shoes he was were wearing. They definitely weren't Nikes, and then you weren't the foot joys we had been wearing before. So, so it looks like they found something that works for them there. And I love the Tiger as well, the abstract Tiger, 15 stripes, of course, the number of majors that uh, he has won. We'll see where Sunday Red goes from here. Hey, Bob, know you're flat out, so really appreciate you taking the time for joining us there. Always a pleasure to catch up. Appreciate you having me. Thanks so much.